Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in the You podcast. I am your host, Paul Menendez, and I have a very special guest, Stacy Blackwood, who covers the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Tide Talk podcast on the Believe Network. So if you want to get any insight on the Alabama Crimson Tide, this is your go-to podcast for Alabama football. Stacy, thank you so much uh, for joining the show, man. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. I'm excited to uh to talk a little Alabama and Miami with you and uh you know, we got a we got a while into the game, but there's still plenty to talk about. Oh, yes. We we got a long time to the first game of the season and I mean, where else to start off, Stacy? I mean, want to congratulate the Alabama Crimson side for having six players drafted in the first round. I believe that ties Miami all time. I could be wrong on that right, stat right. line, but that's a pretty impressive uh, <laughs> stat line for the NFL draft. Um, you know, kind of go over, you know, that draft class and what made, you know, this Alabama Crimson side so unique compared to past national champions. Well, I think obviously what separates this is they did do it during the, uh, you know, the pandemic. And yep. so that, that was much different. They played that all SEC schedule. And I believe that kind of, uh, you know, lifted everybody's competitive spirit a, li- a, a little bit. So, uh, but as far as the guys that were drafted there in, in the first round, you know, you talk about guys like Jalen Waddle, who actually missed most of the season last year due to injury, uh, but Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, getting selected by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, then you look at Mac Jones falling. You know, some people thought he might go at number three to the 49ers, but he he fell to 15 to the New England Patriots, which which is kind of seems like a perfect fit for for a Bill Belichick quarterback. So we'll kind of see how that works out. Kind of an interesting side note on that is the other two quarterbacks on the roster there in, in New England are Cam Newton, Jarrett Stidham, who are former Auburn quarterbacks. So <laughs> a little bit of interesting nugget there. So we'll kind of see how that plays out there in Foxborough. But 
uh, you know, moving on, they had a guy like uh, Najee Harris get picked by, by Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, they let James Conner go in free agency. So now he looks to be the feature back there in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, he had over 1,200 yards rushing, I think around four or 500 yards receiving last year, 30 rushing touchdowns. So just a touchdown maker. Uh, but but that team is just is just special. Of course, on the defensive side, I can't forget uh, Patrick Sertan, the yep. second there going to Denver. Uh, you know, a lockdown corner, you know, 6-2. You know, just that prototypical length that, that the NFL uh, def- defensive coordinators like there at the cornerback position. Just – just an incredible class. I mean, when you think about that, that one college team has that many first round draft picks on it, it's, it really doesn't surprise you when you see that, you know, they're the team that won the national title and, uh, and, and went undefeated. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think this was probably one of the more dominant Alabama Crimson side, you know, teams overall that I've seen in every kind of position unit of the game. And Stacy. You just won the national title. You're the reigning national champions. It's it's very difficult to repeat in any sport to yes. go back and back, you know, win back to back titles. You know, what what's the expectation? I know you guys just had your spring game. I was able to see a little bit of it. Um, you know, in my opinion, just a typical spring game. You're not going to see the best performance of your team. There's going to be mistakes. You know, so so what's the outlook for the 2021 Alabama Crimson Tide? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting. We mentioned all the first round picks, and, and most of them come from the offensive side of the ball, and and then also losing three offensive linemen: uh, Landon Dickerson, Deontay Brown, and uh, Alex Leatherwood. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot to replace there on the offensive side of the ball, and of course that all starts at quarterback. And you know, a lot of people are excited about Bryce Young. I'm I'm obviously excited about Bryce Young. I think he has you know, all the talent and all the ability to make the plays. But uh, not only are you trying to break in a new quarterback, but you have a new offensive line coach and Doug Marone, a new offensive coordinator and Bill O'Brien. So uh, really interested in seeing how the offense kind of gels there in fall camp once they get that started. You know, uh, this spring, the offensive line, there was a lot of injuries. Not, you know, they had to replace three guys, but then there was there was several injuries there uh, with the guys that were on campus. So – the offensive line really couldn't gel this spring. So uh, fall camp is going to be huge for the offensive line. And, uh, of course, having to replace Jalen Waddle and, and Devontae Smith there at receiver, uh, that's not going to be, be an easy task either. Of course, uh, John Mechie is returning. He had nearly 900 yards receiving last year, kind of being that third option for Mac Jones. Uh, the running back room, I'm really not that concerned about the running back position because – Man, I, we have about five guys who, <laughs> who could really start really about anywhere. Roydell Williams, uh, Jace McClellan, Keelan Robinson. Uh, there's just plenty of guys there that can uh, – Brian Robinson is coming back, a, a senior who's, who took that uh, extra year due to COVID. So plenty of guys there to, to hand the ball off to. But looking forward to seeing how the offensive line gels yep. and then also who steps up at wide receiver, you know, outside of John Mechie. Of course, we get the uh, transfer, Jamison Williams from Ohio State, who who's an explosive playmaker, who can kind of remind some people of Devontae Smith, just maybe a little bit bigger, uh, heavier built than, than what Devontae is. So, you know, I'm not compa- comparing him to Devontae, but that's kind of his skill set. But uh, so th- there's a lot of question marks, really, on the offensive side of the ball. But then when you flip it to the defensive side of the ball, uh, there's a lot of returning talent on that side. Uh, Christian Harris, uh, I believe, you know, is, you know, preseason watch list for the Buckus Award. He's one of the best inside linebackers in the country. 
Uh, replacing Dylan Moses beside him will be Jalen Moody, a senior who's experienced and played a lot of football at Alabama. Uh, and then you're looking at two of the best edge rushers in all of college football between, you know, Will Anderson and Chris Allen. So two guys there that, you know, had several sacks apiece. Uh, they're coming back. Uh, Anderson is just a sophomore. And actually last year, according to PFF, Anderson as a freshman led the country in uh, uh, quarterback pressures. So just a, he didn't have a, you know, a whole bunch of sacks, but as far as getting pressures, he was, he was as good as anybody else in the country. And then in the back end of the defense, you have a, a senior returning and Josh Job as one yep. of the corners, uh, a really good player. I like him. He's kind of been overlooked with, with Patrick Sertan being there. He's kind of got all the hype, but Josh Job is a guy I believe that can uh, really make some noise this season. Uh, Jordan Battles there in the back end. Uh, he'll be a junior this year. He's from from Florida, a really talented player. Uh, so the defense is, is pretty stacked. Really excited to see, uh, you know, Alabama. We're, we've been kind of spoiled on defense with Nick Saban at Alabama. But the last couple of years has, has not been, you know, the Alabama standard is, is kind of what we say around here. But uh, I think this year may be a little different. But uh, one thing to point out about defense is this is a little bit off subject. Uh, you know, offense today is is so much different and it's so much more difficult to defend yep. uh, th than what it was, you know, five, even five or six years ago. So I, I think it's a little unrealistic to expect, you know, a, a defense only giving up eight or nine points a game like they did back in 2011. Right. And, you know, Stacy. speaking of, you know, Alabama's offense this upcoming season, you're, you're getting a new offensive coordinator. And I, in my opinion, I thought Steve Sarkeesian was one of the best offensive coordinators this past season. And ultimately, ultimately, that's what got him the Texas head football coaching job was his, you know, stellar offense, the putting up over 40 points per game in the <laughs> SEC. I mean, what he did with Mac Jones and, you know, just really revitalized, I feel like, you know, his college career, it was a huge, um, you know, I think it was a great transition development he had, you know. So my question is, what what's going to be the difference? Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator compared to Steve Sarkeesian so far you've seen throughout the spring? Well, in the spring, and of course you know this, it's a little bit vanilla. So I haven't right. learned a whole lot about what, what Bill O'Brien is going to want to incorporate. And, and of course, Nick Saban's still got his hands on the offense, even though he is a defensive guy. Right. So it's still going to be Nick Saban's, you know, I guess system. But but Bill O'Brien will have some different type schemes, and of course, the, the whoever the quarterback is, and you know, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be Bryce Young, you know, in, unless an injury happens. But uh, I believe we'll probably incorporate a little more RPO than what we saw with Mac Jones last year. The offense may actually look a little more like it did under Tua when he was the quarterback there at Alabama. So. Uh, but it, it's kind of hard to gauge just in the spring. We'll know a little bit more when it, when we get to fall camp and, you know, they start scrimmaging there. But, of course, I do believe the tight ends may be used a little more in the Bill O'Brien okay. system. You know, you know, you, you could see that. He didn't – start. Sarkeesian really didn't use the tight ends a whole lot. Uh, Jaleel Billingsley is, is back. He's, he's a talented guy, you know, about 6'4", 240, but – can really move like a wide receiver. And a guy that really stood out in spring was Cameron, Cam, excuse me, Cameron Latou, uh, a guy who actually, you know, moved over from the defensive side of the ball a couple of years back and is just really getting comfortable at tight end. 
he, he had a really big spring and, and I can see Bill O'Brien using the tight ends more a little, you know, than what Steve Sarkeesian did that, that to me would be the biggest difference between the two coordinators. Yeah. I, I think I kind of got nervous when you said power R when you said running an RPO, you know, utilizing <laughs> tight ends more because Miami's weakest position unit are the linebackers. And in my opinion, if you run a power RPO, you know, you have a big body running back Bryce Young. I think that would be the perfect offense with him because he's pretty like he's not Lamar Jackson mobile, but I think he can get you 15, 20 yards. He's a great yeah. athlete, very yeah, good he, athlete and a cannon of an arm as well. Yeah, he's he's more of a quick twitch guy. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure he don't. He's probably not going to run a blazing 40 like Lamar Jackson did. But, no, yeah. but he's quick enough to, like you said, in that RPO game to either get the ball out or, you know, tuck it and run it and get you, you know, 10, 15 yards, you know, any given play. And, and I believe that's that's going to allow the offense to open up a little bit more to the tight ends like Bill O'Brien is warning. Uh, actually, there was a there was a play in the in the spring game. Uh, to Cameron Latou on an RPO where he scored about a 55-yard touchdown. So uh, really, really excited to see the RPO game come back uh, with, with Bryce Young. We had it a little bit last year with Mac Jones, but Mac isn't the, you know, he's, he isn't the most athletic no. guy. So the RPO, <laughs> RPO game is really not his forte. And, and they run it some, but it was kind of a different version of the RPO. It, was, it wasn't as quick as, as what you see with like Tua and what, what you might see with Bryce Young. Stacy, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been this impressed talent-wise with the underclassman quarterback coming in since Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about Bryce Young and how does he compare to other Alabama quarterbacks in the past? The easy comparison is he's kind of a right-handed Tua, okay. but I, I'll say this: I think he has he's more athletic than what Tua is. Yeah, Tua is Tua is pretty athletic, but but Bryce Young is he's not elite athletic, but he's he's well above average athletically, yeah. and and I also believe that Bryce probably has a little bit stronger of an arm. Uh, I, I believe he can make more throws than than what Tua could. Tua was just so accurate with the football, especially in that RPO yep. game with the slants. And he, he was just deadly with those. But I believe Bryce probably has more arm strength and is, is more athletically gifted than what Tua was. And that, that's just the easy comparison. Uh, but he's kind of a mold. You, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. He's kind of a mold between a Lamar Jackson and a Tua. That, okay. that, that would be kind of my – I'm not saying yeah. he's going to be either one of those guys, but I think that's who he has, you know, the potential to be. And I, I heard rumblings. Paul Tyson was making some noise at the quarterback position. Is this Bryce Young's job to lose, or he's basically the name starter? Uh, I, I believe it's it's Bryce Young. Okay. Now, Paul Tyson did play well during during spring, and, and we also have a freshman on campus. He didn't get to play in the spring game, uh, but but he played really well all throughout spring. Jalen Milrow is his name. He's from Texas. Okay. Uh, yes. Around- Around yep, the same areas is where Jalen Hurts was from, and his game is very similar to Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I could see him being a guy, you know, luckily he's got Bryce in front of him, and Bryce will be there, you know, for at least two more years this season and the next. And, you know, maybe, you know, with three years, you know, on campus, Jalen Milrow could be developed much like Jalen was when Jalen was able to transfer out to Oklahoma and was really able to, to show what he was capable of doing. They just re- reload at Alabama, <laughs> it's huh? <laughs> it's unreal. We're spoiled, God, man. I, we talk all the time between between us, the fans, how spoiled we are. 
The interesting thing about like Alabama Crimson Tide football is like you rarely have down years. It was like Mike Shula was your downfall, and then you just rebuild. Like you just reload with saving. It's it's just insane. <laughs> hey, hey, the Shula years felt like twenty years. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. And it wasn't, God. but it wasn't, but a few. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you lose to Auburn a couple times, you're, you're done. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for you, <laughs> Stacy. What's the outlook, man? Miami, Alabama, I think this should be a top 25 matchup. First game of the season. You know, Miami's side of the football, our fans' perspective, and people who cover the team, they say this is the best time to face the Alabama Crimson Tide. First game of the season. Really, you know, first starting job for Bryce Young, starting a football game per se. You know, you're in the Atlanta new stadium, whatever they call it, the Metrodome. Um you know, you have a new OC, new offensive line coach. You're probably going to play a lot of underclassmen. You know, it's the first game of the year. This is the best time to face Alabama. What's your outlook of this game? Yeah, you, you really hit the nail on the head there. What concerns me is, and, and I say concerns me, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm, and, you know, I don't want to sound like an arrogant Alabama fan, but, you Not know, the all. truth is Alabama should win. They're the more right. talented team. 100%. They, I mean, they have the greatest coach of all time. So, you know, just looking <laughs> at it realistically, that they should win. But you're really kind of catching them at a good time if you wanted to try to sneak up and get an upset because, like you mentioned, breaking in a new quarterback, three new offensive linemen, uh, who are really going to only have about four weeks to really work together to try to gel. And, and, and you know, the, the offensive line, it's about getting the five best players, you know, up front. But then it's really – it does have talent. You have to have talent, but it's all about continuity up front, you know, between the offensive line, communication, and, and making sure you get all your checks. So, going to be breaking in three new guys there, plus the new offensive line coach, plus the new offensive coordinator – plus several new wide receivers. So offensively, Alabama is going to be breaking in a lot of new guys, not just on the field, but on the sidelines. So that that's going to be something very interesting to watch in that first game. Uh, now, defensively, Alabama should Alabama should come out the gate pretty strong on the defensive side of the ball. But yeah. but if Miami can can force a couple turnovers there, you know, with with Bryce Young, you know, like you said, his first start, uh, you know, it could be a tight ball game there. And Stacy, I, I loved how you said that at the end, force some turnovers, because, you know, throughout this offseason, one thing I've been saying, hey, look, if Miami wants to win this football game, they want to compete in the game, they're going to have to win the turnover battle first off. If you're going to play the Alabama Crimson Tide, you have to play a perfect game all four quarters, and you can, you're not going to get away with anything. You can't yeah. lose um, yards and penalties, which is something Miami gave up against Clemson. They gave up over 100 yards, and you expect to win a football game. This isn't the Cotton Bowl, you know, where we can give up, like, a stupid amount of penalties to Texas and win the football game. <laughs> We're not that talented. You know, this is the reigning national champions, and this is, like you said, the best coaching staff in college football. And a lot of people state Nick Saban is the best coach in college football history or in the game of football. So, you know what? We're going to have to play a perfect game. And Stacy, you know, offensively, that's the thing about Miami. I feel like Rhett Lashley, ROC, he averaged 34 points per game, I believe, this past season. I don't think he has the best game plan against elite defensive coordinators. So I'm curious about how this how his game plan will be against Alabama's defense. Uh, Cause against Clemson, he was, he was shut down against Brett Venables. And you can tell by the end of this, by halftime, I mean, he, you could tell he already threw in the white flag, but um, 
Stacy, have you studied up Miami at all? I have a little bit. Uh, of course, Rhett, Rhett Lashley has has history with Alabama. Of course, he he was That's an offensive right. coordinator at Auburn. So, uh, you know, that kind of I, I believe kind of gives him a little bit of an advantage. Not an advantage, but you know, he has a little bit of a leg up compared to to OCs who haven't played. You know, Nick Saban and Alabama defense. But uh, I haven't done a ton of studying there. Uh, is is Derek King back? I, I believe he is. Right? Or what, what's the? I've, I've heard mixed. Um, mixed reviews on De'Aaron King. De'Aaron King is back. He just tore his ACL against Oklahoma State in the bowl game. Okay. So he's rehabbing right now, and all signs indicate that he'll be ready to go by July. The only thing is that, like, he tore his ACL, so he's just rehabbing. He's not taking snaps, you know? So that's really what the issue is. And your first game is against Alabama, so it's a rude awakening (laughs) once you get back from rehab. Right. Well, you know, here's here's what, you know, the last – see, Nick Saban's been in Alabama, I don't know, 14 years or so. I, this is either his 14th year or his 15th year. I, I can't remember. But, uh, you know, what it takes to beat Alabama. And you kind of talked about how, how you have to play, you know, pretty much a perfect game. You know, Alabama's – the truth is Alabama's got to help you a little bit. They're going to have to turn the ball over, commit some penalties. But also, it, the other team's quarterback has to play – I don't yeah. want to say the game of his life, but one of the best games that he can play. He has to, you know, play, you know, an A-plus game to beat yeah. Alabama. And, and you know, you look back, Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, those are the type of performance. Deshaun Watson at Clemson, Trevor Johnny, Watson at Clemson. Johnny Manziel's game Absolutely. against Alabama. I remember that one. That was yeah. his Heisman game, in my opinion. Right, it was. <laughs> and that, that's the type of performances that the yeah. opposing quarterback has to have. And, you know, De'Eric King is capable of that. So, to me, De'Eric King, if he's if he's back to, you know, the old De'Eric King from his injury, he's the type of player that, that kind of gives, you know, the Alabama defense fits. So, if he's on top of his game, if Bryce Young commits a couple turnovers, we could have an interesting game there in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I think it'll be, you know, just – it'll be turnovers on Bryce Young where it kind of self-inflicted. And I think t- – maybe mentally get in the head of Bryce Young because this is going to be a tough game for him. Yeah, in my it, opinion. It is. I mean, the, the, the truth is Miami's got some talent. They got some athlete, athletes on their team. Uh, you know, Manny Diaz is a guy that, uh, you know, coaches good defensive football. So he's going to have a scheme up for, for Bryce and throw some things at him that Bryce probably hasn't seen before, especially being his first start. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. And, and the offensive line – I don't know, you know, you're not an Alabama fan, so you don't remember, but but a couple years ago, it was Tua's junior season, we were kind of breaking in a, a couple new offensive linemen when we played Duke uh, to start the game, to start the season in Atlanta. Yeah. And, and the offense really struggled yep. for about two and a half quarters in that game because the, because the offensive line was just not in sync because there were so many new guys. They were actually rotating guys about every other possession to try to find the right mix of guys on the field. And if that happens, uh, Miami could sneak up on Alabama there in that first game. Yeah, no, 100% agree. And, you know, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I'm going to do, like you said, run an RPO offense, but I think a a, a power run heavy offense, in my opinion, kind yeah. of beat Miami on the ground. And <laughs> the thing that sucks, Stacy, is that this past <laughs> season, Miami had two edge rushers in going in the NFL draft. We actually wow. had three overall drafted. Um, you know, Rousseau and Phillips went first round. 
So <laughs> I wish we had him back this year, but obviously, you know, if you go in the first round, you got to go. Right. But, um, you know, I think our, our D line, you know, on the outside, our edge rushers aren't going to be as strong. Our interior is going to be better, but I don't know if it's up to par with an Alabama offensive line. So, I mean, I'm curious who's going to win that battle of the trenches or, you know, how, how long it will take for Alabama to adjust if that's a, a position unit of concern. So we'll see. Right. You know, and, and, you know, it's, it's been the same old story since, I guess, since they started playing football, whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to win the game. So right. uh, if, if Alabama can come out and, you know, kind of impose their will in the running game, it'll probably be a long day for Miami. But uh, like, like I said, the, the new starters along the offensive line, and I say three new starters, it's kind of two and a half because the, the starting center will be Chris Owens, who's played a lot of football. He'll be a fifth-year senior. He started uh, probably around 10 or 15 games throughout his career. So he's, he's, he'll, he's technically a new starter this year with Landon Dickerson gone, but he's played a lot of football. Uh, of course, Evan Neal – is back. He, he's going to yep. move from right tackle to left tackle. Probably will be the first offensive tackle taken in next year's draft. Nice. Uh, so he's he's a talented guy there at six seven, around three sixty. Just a massive human being. Uh, and Emil Ekior will be back uh, as one of the one of the guards. He's an experienced guy, but he's been out all spring. Chris Owens has been out all spring with injuries. So, uh, like you talked about with the Eric King being out, not being able to take reps, a lot of offensive linemen for Alabama have been, you know, just kind of rehabbing this offseason. So, uh, getting back into football shape will be huge for those guys and then building that continuity uh, uh, up front on the offensive line. Stacy, do you have your way too early prediction for this game? Okay, let's see here. Wow. Okay, we're first of all, we're definitely going to have to get back together. <laughs> you know, real close. Hundred percent. Oh, uh, you got it. Maybe a couple different times over the summer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, right now, I'm going to say, uh, first, how many returning starters on defense does Miami have? About. Ooh, you know what they have? They have a lot, actually. I think snap wise, they're one of the most in the country. Okay. If you take snaps into consideration, they're they're just losing um, their two starting defensive ends. I think everyone else is coming back. Yeah, I want to say right now, I want to say twenty eight seventeen Alabama. Twenty eight seventeen. You know what? That's actually a very fair score, and I think, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a very close game through three quarters. I think Alabama is going to separate from Miami in the fourth quarter, and I think Alabama. It'll be a touchdown game. Alabama's up seven. Miami doesn't convert with like eight minutes left. And then Alabama just runs Miami apart and wins by 21. So I think 38-17 I got. Okay, okay. But I think it's going to be like 24-17 and then maybe a couple turnovers on Miami's end kind of ruins the game. You know, and that's that's really what Alabama does uh, (laughs) to the teams is is you might hang with them for three quarters, but – you know, and it and it's what separates teams like Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State. You know, the the, the big dog Oklahoma, they, they just win the fourth quarter, and it's it's a sixty minute game, and that's what you know Nick Saban preaches all the time, and you know that's what separates the great teams from the really good teams is, and it just takes you know a split second, and before you know it, you're you're down seven, then all of a sudden you're down twenty one, like you said. You know, that, that's very realistic. I could yeah, you know, that that that's kind of something that happens pretty frequently within Alabama football games. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent can see that happening, Stacy. And 
Last question I got for you, Stacy. What's kind of what, what's the expectation this year? Is there another national title down in Tuscaloosa, or maybe that'll be a stretch? Wow, it's it's so tough right now because we we haven't really seen the team yet. The talent's there to win. The coaching's there to win it all. It's just so hard to win it, uh, you know, back to back, like you said in the opening. It's it's so hard to win back to back national championships. So, uh. Really young team on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is going, probably going to have to carry the team, uh, you know, in a couple games this year. I'm not sure what LSU is going to be like this season. You know, Auburn's breaking in a new head coach with Brian Harson. Uh, you know, Georgia's going to be stacked. Of course, Alabama don't play them unless it's in the SEC championship game. But Alabama plays Florida, I believe, like the third game of the season, fourth game of the season in game. New quarterback. So, uh, I think we'll know more about Alabama when they when they travel to Gainesville, but I, I I don't see a reason why Alabama can't be playing for the SEC championship game. You know, if you you make it there and win that, you're probably going to be in the playoff. And man, I it's just hard to pick against Nick Saban when you when you get the playoff. I know he's been beat a couple times, but uh, it's taken elite quarterback play from Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson for that to happen. So uh, I don't see. Uh, an elite enough quarterback, truthfully, you know, outside yeah. of uh, uh, in teams t- t- to beat Alabama. So I- I'm going to say, you know, that Alabama does repeat as national titles, but it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked or disappointed. Hey, that's why they play the game, right? Stacy, thank you so much uh, for your time, man. I greatly appreciate your intake on Alabama football, your early preview on uh, game one to open up college football. I'm looking forward to uh, talking more of the game as we get closer. And where can uh, the listeners find you? Yeah, you can uh, find the Todd Talk podcast on any of the podcast platforms. Uh, you can follow uh, – we have a, a Twitter feed, at Todd Talk Pod. You can follow me, at Blackwood89. And uh, we're pretty active there on Twitter. So we appreciate a follow and a subscription on the podcast. And man, I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to get together again and, you know, talk about this game that's coming up. It, it can't get here soon enough. Absolutely, Stacy. I got a little <laughs> excited myself, man, talking about the game uh, throughout this show, man. But thank you again, Stacy. And I, I look forward to uh, maybe hopping on your podcast or vice Absolutely. versa again, man. Hey, talk I appreciate it. Are you going to Atlanta? Man, I hadn't decided yet. It, I, it depends on how high them tickets are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm in a similar situation. I'll play it by year. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate it, Stacey. Hey, take care. All right. Take care. Last but not least, guys, this show was presented by BetOnline.com. Take care. Go Canes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.